Well, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. A good Wednesday evening to all of my dear friends streaming live on Facebook on our First Baptist Church page. May the Lord bless you, and I hope that you've had a wonderful day. I'm here in my office. What a special place our church building is, this meeting house where we gather for so many things. And I'm grateful to be able to be with you here tonight. And I'm looking forward to seeing you Sunday, 9 o'clock and 11 are our worship hours. Nursery provided for children uh, five years and younger to bed babies. And then also our adult Sunday school classes are beginning again this Sunday. It'll be an exciting time. Uh, many of our people are coming back. We're having great groups of our folks come on back. First Baptist Church and friends and neighbors uh, come on back. We are desirous to have you back and we look forward to worshiping with you and studying God's Word on Wednesday night and on Sunday together live in person. Of course, if you can't join us, you can always follow along and uh, join in with us on Facebook Live. Well, tonight we continue to think about personal revival and I call your attention again to Psalm 119, the longest psalm in God's Word. And here in Psalm 119 tonight, we read some very important words of encouragement that coach us, train us, encourage us when we are struggling spiritually to ask God to revive us according to His loving kindness. Let me pray and we'll begin together. Heavenly Father, I thank You for tonight. I thank You for this opportunity I have to be with my friends Though not physically together, I'm grateful, Lord, that we have this opportunity to gather around Your Word. Whatever You have given us this day, we thank You for it. Whatever blessings, whatever sadness, whatever challenges, we thank You for them. We pray that revival and awakening would come to the world and to the church. Revive us here at First Baptist Church, individually and corporately together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now let me read for you Psalm 119, beginning in verse number 81 and reading through verse number 88. My soul languishes for your salvation. I wait for your word. My eyes fail with longing for your word while I say, When will you comfort me? Though I have become like a wineskin in the smoke, I do not forget your statutes. How many are the days of your servant? When will you execute judgment on those who persecute me? The arrogant have dug pits for me, men who are not in accord with your law. All your commandments are faithful. They have persecuted me with a lie. Help me. They almost destroyed me on earth. But as for me, I did not forsake your precepts. Revive me according to your loving kindness so that I may keep the testimony of your mouth. Again, verse number 88 is our focus tonight. Revive me according to your loving kindness, so that I may keep the testimony of your mouth. Well, our focal truth tonight that comes from this passage, and as I always say to you, there are many truths that you can pull from any section of God's Word, but our, our focal truth tonight is this that the loving kindness of God brings life to those who love God. 
the loving kindness of God brings life to those who love God. That's what David is saying here, Psalm 119, 88. Revive me according to your loving kindness. Well, let me ask you a couple of questions as we begin tonight. When did you last consider God's love for you? Have you thought about God's love for you recently? Perhaps during these days of dread and terror and all the rest that's going on, have you considered and thought about how much God has shown you His love? How much He loves you? Have you considered the love of God? When was the last time you paused to think about the great love of God? The second question is this. Do you love God today? Now you might be surprised. Oh, of course I love God. But but do we love Him because He first loved us? That's what uh, John the Apostle teaches us. We love Him. We love God because He first loved us. What did the Lord say is the first commandment? You shall love the Lord God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. So, do you love God? Do people know that you love God? Does it show in your life that you love God? Uh, the other thing that I wonder about is this. Are you struggling to live for God today? Is it a struggle? Do you feel yourself declining and fading in your spiritual life? That's when we need revival, but we have to be honest enough with each other and with our own hearts to say we're in that condition. Well, in this section of Psalm 119, we learn some of those valuable lessons that help us understand the need for personal revival. I have for you three observations tonight. The first one is this, that personal need for God's loving kindness is essential for reviving life. There is in these verses the statement of a personal need for God's loving kindness for reviving life. It's a personal need. Revive me, he says again. We've seen this before in Psalm 119. Revive me. It is this wonderful thing of personal awareness of the need to be renewed and revived by God. So there's personal need for God's loving kindness for reviving life. So if I experience the love of God, I will be revived. My personal need is to be loved, to know, to experience in a fresh new way the love of God. That's what David is trying to say here. You see, in weakness, he prays for reviving life. Look at this, verses 81 and 82. My soul languishes for your salvation. I wait for your word. My eyes fail with longing for your word while I say, when will you comfort me? You see, in weakness, he's praying for reviving life. In weakness, my soul is languishing. Perhaps your soul is languishing today. Maybe you're just exhausted physically and mentally. Perhaps it is there's in your life sin that you've not confessed. My soul languishes for your salvation. I wait for your word. My eyes fail with longing and I say, when will you comfort me? 
Well, this personal need is seen not only in his weakness, but also in he's being persecuted and pressured by those around him. Verses 84 and 85, How many are the days of your servant? When will you execute judgment on those who persecute me? The arrogant have dug pits for me, men who are not in accord with your law. So there were those around who were trying to trap him, this spiritual holy man of God. So in his weakness and in his persecution, and also while he is seeking to endure in serving God, he asked the Lord to revive him by his loving kindness, to love him in the midst of his weakness, love him in the midst of persecution, love him in the midst of his enduring for God. He says in verse 87, They almost destroyed me on earth, but as for me, I did not forsake your precepts. I did not forsake your precepts. So here's a man calling for revival, personal spiritual revival, in his weakness, in persecution, while he seeks to hold on to God's Word in the world as he seeks to serve God. Well, you see, we think about the loving kindness of God. We must remember what it is. I read from the New American Standard. The word loving kindness is the, a word that describes the character of God's love. Sometimes your Bible may translate it. Your translation may be God's faithful love. Think about God's loving kindness. It is kindly love. It is merciful love. It is faithful love. That's the kind of love that revives us. God's merciful, faithful, kindly love. Those are the things that we experience. That's how revival comes to me when I know how much I am loved faithfully, how much I am loved kindly and mercifully by God. Well, the second observation is this. It is a plea that God's loving kindness will produce re reviving life. First, there's a, an expression of personal need. Then there's a plea here. You feel it in the words, revive me according to your loving kindness. There is a plea here. Oh, how often we must pray daily. The plea for God to revive us again. He says... Revive me according to your loving kindness, your faithful love, your kindly love, your merciful love. That's what I need. I need revival by your love, your enduring love for me. You see, he has confidence. He makes this plea to God for reviving because of his love, because he has a confidence in the loving kindness of God, not in himself. You know, when we have confidence in ourselves, we don't pray. Uh, when we have confidence in other things uh, and we've placed our confidence in those other things or people, we don't pray, we don't speak to God, we don't plead, we don't ask God for these things. But you see, David's confidence is in God's loving kindness, not himself. His confidence is in God's faithfulness, not in his faithfulness. Though he says, I am, I do not forsake your precepts. I hold on, I endure, I stand up for God amongst those who would persecute me. I'm languishing away. I'm, I'm tired. I'm weary. And in the midst of that, he still counts on and pleads for God to love him, faithfully love him, in spite of all that he's going through. And even though he is faithful, his confidence is in God's faithfulness. His confidence is in God's kind mercy, not in his own efforts.
Well, in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, Paul reminds us of the amazing love of God. As we think about pleading and asking God for fresh love from Him, and we need it every day. Paul says, Romans 5, 8, God demonstrates His own love for us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Think about that. God demonstrates His love for us. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. Paul also says, reminding us in the book of Romans, that the Holy Spirit of God pours out the love of God in our hearts. He comforts us with the comfort of the love of God. So today, our plea is, O Holy Spirit of God, pour out in our hearts afresh and new the love of God that I might know that I am loved eternally, faithfully, mercifully, kindly by God, and it will revive me again. Well, the third observation, he first expresses a personal need for God's loving kindness for reviving life. He makes a plea for God's loving kindness to produce reviving life, and then he expresses assurance that God's loving kindness will strengthen his obedience to God. He has an assurance that God His loving kindness will strengthen his obedience to God. Read it here with me in Psalm 119, 88. Revive me according to your loving kindness. Now watch, here it is. So that I may keep the testimony of your mouth. That I might keep. This word keep is a word that means to guard, to protect. It has the idea of protection. So we have this idea here, the importance of obeying God. Revive me by your love so I can keep on obeying you. Psalm 107.1 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for He is good. Why? His loving kindness is everlasting. It's everlasting. So there is this wonderful truth that we are greatly loved by God. And the Lord Jesus said, If you love me, you'll do what I say. If you love me, you'll obey my commandments. This is our challenge. This is our task. This is our responsibility. We must find our way to be revived so that we must maintain and keep on obeying God. In his weakened faithfulness, as I said, he calls out for the Lord to help him. Notice he says in uh, verse 81, I wait for your word. That's it. While he is enduring, while he's suffering, while he's languishing, he's still seeking to wait for God and hold on to his precepts. He wants to obey God because God has loved him. We love him because he first loved us. And because I love God, I want to obey God. In his faithful waiting on God, he asked God to show him amazing love. Do you love God today? If you love God, you'll do what he says. If you love God, you live in the love of God. You relish it. You rejoice in it. Well, I have some things I'd like for you to consider and remember today based on these words from Scripture. First of all, those who love God endure because God loves them. That's an important thing for us to think about in these days, isn't it? Those who love God endure because God loves them. Romans 8, 39 says this, Not height, nor depth, or any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in 
Christ Jesus our Lord. You see, the love of God keeps us going. The love of God keeps us going. Because I know that I am loved by God, I can keep on going for God. When you know somebody loves you, you keep on going. That's so true. A second observation or thought that we should remember, application, is this. Those who love God live on God's love. Those who love God live on God's love. The love of God's poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit, I said earlier. And so those of us who love God live on the love of God. A third observation that we should remember in application is this, that the loved of God serve the God who loves them. The loved of God. You're one of God's loved ones. If you're born again and you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, you're one of the loved ones. The loved of God serve the God who loves them. First John 5, 2, talking about how if we love God, we love our neighbor. John writes, by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God. We love the children of God because we love God and observe His commandments. Final observation or application thing to remember is this, that the riches of God's kindly love never fail those who love God. The riches, the richness, the depth, the unfathomable depth, the excess of God's love, the riches of God's kindly love never fail those who love God. God will never fail you. He loves you. He'll stay with you. Whatever He brings in your life, He brings in His faithful love to you because you need it. Oh, the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are His judgments and unfathomable His ways. So tonight, think about this. Those who love God endure because God loves them. Those who love God live on God's love. The loved of God serve the God who loves them. And the riches of God's kindly love never fail those who love God. So as we conclude tonight, what do I have for you to consider in use? How do you use these things in your life? Well, the first thing I'd say to you is this. I've tried to mention this in various ways. You must tell God your spiritual condition today. If you don't see anything else from Psalm 119, verses 81 to 88, here David is pouring out his condition to God. You must tell God your real spiritual condition, my friend. The second thing is you must rely on His kindly love and you'll experience personal revival. You must rely on His kindly love and you'll experience personal revival. That's why He says, revive me according to your loving kindness. Third, we must rejoice in the great love God has shown to us. We must rejoice in it. What did John say in 1 John 3? Verse 1, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. What Behold what manner of love God has loved us and He's made us by adoption in Jesus Christ by faith, children of God. So rejoice in the great love God has shown you. And finally, this is something we don't do. We're so busy. We're already back to our schedules, aren't we? We're busy. Oh, how you must learn to meditate. It's like heaven on earth. Focusing your mind on a truth of God. How about this? Meditate on the loving kindness of God toward 
you. Meditate on the loving kindness of God toward you. How He has loved you. How He has demonstrated faithful, enduring, merciful love to you. I close with these words from Psalm 107.43. Who is wise? Who is wise? Who is wise? Let him give heed to these things and consider the loving kindness of the Lord. Heavenly Father, I thank you for my friends. I thank you for this time in your word. What a wonderful, enriching, warming time it is for us to be able to say, revive me according to your loving kindness. Oh, may the love of God be poured out on my friends here as they consider these words tonight. May the Holy Spirit of God, as they confess their sin and confess their condition of languishing and struggle, may the love of God be poured out and may they experience the awesome assurance and confidence that they are loved by God because they have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and been saved. We thank you, Lord, for all that you do for us. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have a personal need, if there's something we can do for you, please call the church, email us, let us know. And I hope that we see you on Sunday, 9 o'clock and 11. Also, adult uh, Sunday school classes are starting at 9.30 and at 10.30. Check the schedule that will be printed to find your time and your class. And may the Lord bless you. It's been good to see you tonight. And I'll see you Sunday.